This week on the BAMFCAST, a wake us up before you pogo. These guys surely never heard of YOLO. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, hey BAMFCAST. Bamf episode 169. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right, Beavis. 169. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMFcast, because we just won't die, is we go and we watch ourselves a bad, a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and we watch, uh, talk about it for about the first half. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get about a rating. <laughs> Approximately. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the good bad movies, the enjoyable bad movies, they get one to five jocks as a robot jocks. Yeah. All right, yay! Robot jocks and the bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags. That's some douchebags after Twilight. My anus is bleeding. <laughs> Boo Twilight. Yes. So, in a completely <laughs> random pick of a movie, sort of, except that it's a new new ish. Completely random, but not random at all. Well, yeah. I mean, it was kind of like a, a last minute audible that we pulled here. Yes, mm-hmm. um, because uh, we decided to watch 1989's The Jitters. Jitters. The Jitters. Yeah, we were provided a copy of The Jitters. Yes. yes. Thank uh, you. Which, it's coming out uh, courtesy of uh, Retro Media. Retro Media. Retro Media. Yes. Thanks, Retro Media. And what's that other company? Bayside? Bayview, Bayview Entertainment. Entertainment. Thanks, Bayview Entertainment. Yeah. For home use <laughs> only. Yeah. Much like Unearthed Films and some other companies that we've dealt mm-hmm. with, they kind of find some lost movies and bring them to life, back to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get a plot summary for The Jitters. Okay. And then we can talk more about it. In Chinatown, merciless gangs go on a nightly rampage of theft and destruction. Merchant Frank Lee has no way of fighting back until he's undead, murdered by the gangsters. But he returns to life in the form of a Kinyoshi, Chinese version of a vampire, and ready to avenge his unjust death in a way that's sure to give you more than the jitters. <laughs> they also gave us bugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a jitter um, bugs. Sure, it's it's, it's, it's better. Than, it's better than the other one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's usually is a worse one out there. Yes. Yeah. So this is by the director of a uh, Banffcast film, mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yay! Hooray! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't okay. remember. I don't. Uh, the last. That's the only one we've ever issued a spoiler warning because. Oh, that's right, because the ending yes. is crazy. Yeah, the ending you cannot possibly see coming. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that the, movie. The, the most of Rock and Roll Nightmare, we were like, eh. and then the ending happened, it's like, oh my God, this is <laughs> yeah. glorious. <laughs> the last 10 minutes of that movie is fantastic. It's just the yeah. other 80 or so get in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least this one has a more cohesive, like, it's in, there's more to watch as the film goes on. Yeah, there's you know, stuff when you can see happening. It, when you can see it. It is dark. <laughs> it's a little bit of a dark movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was shot on 16 millimeter film because it's even on DVD. It's it's a little grainy, but I think that's just the original I could have sworn I saw VHS tracking um, lines at some I point. Am, or it could be that. 95% certain this is an up-res VHS transfer. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Well, during the credits, it said, you know, shot on Aeroflex cameras, which I know they make 35 millimeter Aeroflex, I'm pretty sure. But most of the time when you see that, it's a 16 millimeter film. Mm-hmm. And plus the movie was also um, 166 to 1, which yeah. also kind of screams 16 millimeter print yeah. yeah so anyway movie tech, tech stuff out yeah. of the way mm-hmm. yeah it's Nerd. also uh, <laughs> it is starring the star of one of chuck's favorite movies oh god <laughs> black roses uh yes. sal viviano oh god who's i guess our protagonist 
Yeah, he's our hero. Kind of. We needed one. Because, I mean, there's a lot of time devoted to a lot of the other characters. He is the white guy in Chinatown who's like, what is going on here? Explain it to me. I am white and I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. That's who he is. He's there to be. He's our our surrogate. Yeah. Yeah. Marilyn Takuda is his girlfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I... Anything else she's been in that we would recognize at all? Mm, I don't think so. I don't so. know. Let's click on her, U- nah. her IMDb page. <laughs> no. Nah. 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 Oh, she was nah. in Xanadu. Xanadu. Oh, well. So she's alone. There we go. Probably among the hundreds of other people. Yes. Yeah, and uh, the always dependable James Hong, who is kind of the... I guess he's like the head priest of the vampire hunter He's guys or whatever magician of the <laughs> yeah, local magic china wizard china, china wizard. wizard chinatown's wizard china wizard let's go out later yeah. and get some china wizard <laughs> <laughs> hey we're going down to china wizard get our magic egg rolls yeah <sighs> no but uh and then there's random thugs and other. yes guys with beards and yeah. sports jackets and mm-hmm. almost batman logo shirts yeah was it an almost logo or was it a logo? I think it was a Batman logo. I, was it? Yeah, I think it was. It looked like they changed it ever so slightly. It was they might have added like a bit of duct tape to it to make yeah, it exactly. look a little different. But it was originally a Batman shirt. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Let's talk about some other costumes than me. Okay. No, let's not. Oh. Um. Well, Batman, it features Batman. heavily because he's he's our first guy who goes in a store and beats up people for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to call him Batman? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fat Batman, bad man, <laughs> fat man. Yeah, but they. Uh, I mean, it starts out with a credit sequence that's basically all hand drawn storyboards, and they scroll over them for a long time. It's a lengthy credit sequence to establish, and then they stop at a street view with cars, and we were so hoping that it was going to fade into live action of that. Which, I don't understand why it didn't. They obviously, I mean, they obviously they painted did it. it first. Why, why would you why do that? Not just wait till the end. It was kind of like a kindergartner's version of a painting yeah. anyway. It shouldn't yeah. have taken somebody very yeah. long. Take your last frame. Yeah. I don't know. If we could only go back in time and yeah. fix we that. We totally make this movie over. <laughs> just to fix that one thing. We'd leave everything else. Yeah. But Jitters. that one thing. Jitters 2000. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing it needs. But it starts out and we're in Chinatown. Yeah. And there's a couple kids playing on the street. And they show the overhead shot of one of the cars that they're that they're playing with and I'm like oh that car's getting stomped split second later stomp <laughs> red converse yeah. and Batman yeah. makes his appearance <laughs> you're playing with a car it's not no, a car anymore it's not like that he's like hey you're playing with a car that's <laughs> right, dead I'm bad yeah and they just and pre- yeah that gang just proceeds to just fuck up everything. Yeah, because, I mean, is the store that the uncle owns, is it just like a trinket store? It's just kinda? crap it's store. Like, it's it's little, it Chinatown. says souvenirs. That's, the, yeah. that's yeah. their so it's, idea. It's just Chinatown. plastic shit. It's, yeah. it's the place in cheap New York that Chinese now would be, shit. like, cheap-ass video cameras, yeah. and, you know, it's those places yeah. now. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. thirty nine ninety five for a video camera right. with mm-hmm. 16 mm-hmm. megs yeah. of memory. This is from 1989, so it's circa 1989 crap. Right. Like, monkey... Game, yeah. What <laughs> was game. that called? It was Monkey Tree, Monkey something. I don't know. Monkey game. Oh man, Monkey game. Because he said he, so he specifically came back for yeah. it at one point. Monkey time. Farm. No, something I don't like know. That. I can't remember. But that. he liked it. He was like yeah. Monkey yeah. Thing. I yeah. love yeah, Monkey Thing. Him and his, and his two yeah. sidekicks, and then the Monkey Kong. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. It doesn't matter. They... But then Alice comes out and says, "Hey, 
get away, dicks. you know. <laughs> yes. What's your problem? Yeah. You know, and then Stop they it. proceed to go away? throw all the stuff off, mm-hmm. the t- off the table and start threatening her. Damage about this 38 is, cents worth of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And as as Batman is about to, you know, start messing with her, uh-huh. from off frame, a cane just smacks him square <laughs> in the middle of the face. Yes. And it's old Frank, who, like, Uncle Frank is not a spring chicken. No, he's... 80. He's, like, around 60 or so, maybe probably older. Yeah. But he proceeds to start beating the hell out of the three of these guys who are, like, in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Punches and flips and sticks to the face and, and yeah. cock punch. Yes, he does yeah, cock punch that one he guy. Cock punches the hell out of that one guy. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. He gives a good cock punch face too. Like, oh, I just got punched in the cock. <laughs> Which is that generally would be most what one would say. <laughs> I don't think most people uh, usually right. say that. Now but I want you to do. Now, all right. I've I can't a- believe my luck. I have been punched in the cock. <laughs> so let me frame. Th- let me frame this for you real quick. You've just been punched in the cock. <laughs> I want you to give me your best punched in the cock face. All right, go. Well, one guy, okay, actually, that's one guy actually does Wait, do that Are you calling reaction. me a cock yeah. face? Or are you saying, like, did I get punched in the face? Or did I get punched in the cock and I'm making a face? There is one guy later. I need to know my motivation. reaction basically is, oh, I just got yeah. punched in the cock. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh. you're panicking. You wouldn't explain that you're panicking. Yeah. yeah. But uh, all right, but yeah, he beats the hell out of them, and then mm-hmm. they he, they leave, and this is when Michael shows up, the guy mm-hmm. from Black Roses, and yeah, he's like, "Hey, anything uh, going on here?" <laughs> hey, what's up? You know, hey. they establish that Alice is his girlfriend, and yeah, Uncle Frank seems to approve of this. He's very approving of this. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, he's why like, don't you go down the corner?" And he's get like, some "Why don't milk? you Why don't you take her out of here?" And mm-hmm. you know, go bone or something. I don't know. And he's but, like, Michael's like. There's a 7-Eleven right over there. Why don't I just go get your milk there? And he's like, go. Just get yeah, out of here. <laughs> hey, you kids, I'm giving you an out. Right. Yeah. So they so, go get milk. Yeah, they leave. And then as Uncle Frank's cleaning up, suddenly you see the red converse mm-hmm. step into frame, pick up the monkey game again. I'm and, back for monkey thing. Yeah. <laughs> and cut away. And, we're, yeah. and I'm just kind of like, well, why didn't he just beat the hell out of them again? Because you know? his back was turned. I guess. They got the drop on him. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't have his cane to beat the hell out of them with. No. Yeah. So they, Michael and, and Alice are just kind of walking and talking and, you know, talking about her job and what he's doing and all that sort of stuff. And then I guess they've made a big circle because as they're walking in front of the, the store, Uncle Frank gets defenestrated out the window, right? And lands like literally at their feet. Yeah. Because they're like making out, and just yeah. all of a sudden, cut to Uncle Frank. <laughs> Uncle Frank thrown out the window. Through the window. Yeah, and then they go inside, and you know the the three punks are just kind of like trashing the place. And yeah, Michael's like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey. "We're trashing the place." Meh. And he's like, "Not on my watch. I'll get this stick." Meh. Yeah, and he kind of <laughs> grabs a bat from one of them, and then he's like, "Everybody, stay still while the, until the cops get here." Yeah, and they're like, "No, there's three of us and one of you." Yeah. So, so there's a lot of get him <laughs> and that kind of thing, and then they just all smash up the store even more. Yeah, Michael kind of does more damage than yeah. they had done oh, yeah. at this point, trying to beat them with a bat. <laughs> he's terrible. At he it. also uses a bat as a stabbing weapon yeah, for he, some reason. He tries to stab, thrust, bury, yeah, spin. <laughs> I mean, at least Batman catches it in the ribs once. But. Yeah. He makes a good hit in the ribs face. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Give me your best. I've just been hitting the ribs. <laughs> yes, give us your best. I've been hitting the ribs with a bat face. 
Think about it like you've been hitting the cock, but it's <laughs> but it's actually higher. not your <laughs> cock. Your cock is it's on like your a side and a half your higher. <laughs> yes. All right, Take go. that pain and imagine it's in your chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think oh. we got this director figured out. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the method acting that was going on. In this yeah, movie. but he scares him off, and then the ambulance yeah. comes and takes Uncle dead Frank, Frank away. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Frank's done. Yeah, cut to a funeral where. She decides that she's going to quit her job at an agency of some kind. The agency. So she can run a trinket shop in Chinatown because that's what her uncle would want. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I don't think her uncle wanted that for her. No. 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 He wanted her to marry the white man and get the hell out of the shitty life. Yeah. And Michael's just like, oh, good. So you're going to quit that place and go back to your job and it's going to be great. And then she's like, no, no, I meant like I'm going to run that shitty store mm-hmm. and yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And Michael, because he's, Michael's kind of an antagonist. Let's get that out of the way too. Oh, I disagree. Oh, he's great. Well, he gets away with saying <laughs> things to her that he really shouldn't get away with saying to her. Well, no. And this is one of the first times because he goes like, I'm dating a lunatic. <laughs> yeah. And she's yeah. like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're I just right called my girlfriend crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she liked it. Yeah. <laughs> but they leave the funeral, and this is when James Hong shows up with his assistant son. Mm-hmm. And they start arguing over what goes into the mix that gets... Because they, they just kind of put up a mortar and pestle on mm-hmm. top of the, yeah, and they of just the start coffin and try mixing and... some stuff. And start mixing stuff up, and they just like let James Hong go nuts, kind of partly in Chinese, but sometimes in English. And he just, you can tell he's getting frustrated with whatever the son is doing. Yeah. Context clues. Just don't go with the tone. Yeah. And then they just kind of fade out. Yeah. And cut to, of course, all the, uh, all the bad guys. Once again, Batman is back in the, in the shop, terrorizing the chick who's there. Mm-hmm. Because w- during the funeral procession. Which was a New Orleans style funeral yeah, in New Chinatown, style which funeral was weird. For them. And, and we figured like these guys are such assholes that they were just going to disrupt the funeral for no reason. No, nah, these guys But are- no, this is just to show their boss. Yeah. Who's, you know, the bigger bad guy. Yeah. He was like, that guy's got a bunch of money in his place and you need to get it because you only got $185. <laughs> He's extra smarmy. Yeah, he is. He's he's sports coat with sleeves pushed up guy. Yeah, he also just, apparently cares about grammar because like he's correcting yeah. people's bad grammar. Yeah, and stuff. it's mm-hmm. weird. He's a weird villain. All the villains are weird. They're all like, there's no way this gang is running Chinatown. Right? This is no, the worst. Because they're gang like ever. so inept. Yeah, these are like you know interns at the stockbroker. <laughs> yeah, like assholes. But either way, that this establishes that hey, the money is in the house. Or in the shop somewhere, so they have to go yeah. get it. Yeah, Uncle Frank has a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, somewhere. And why he's running a hundred fifty thousand like dollars? Okay, either way or something. Yeah. I don't know. He's been squirreling it away for sure. for their wedding. I don't know. That's a, that is an expensive ass wedding. Yeah. Well, you would know. <laughs> I would. I would. Trust me. That's yes, not a cheap wedding. One hundred fifty no, grand. But so she goes back to the shop, and they immediately just like we're here. Yeah. And it's like give us the money. And then Uncle Frank appears at the and door. Then, and then we hear the warping metal sound. That <laughs> yes. And Uncle Frank is in the doorway hopping in. Mm-hmm. And we're like, jaunty outfit. Yeah. <laughs> boing, 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 yeah. Boing. In case you haven't caught our other episode or you're not aware of the hopping zombie vampire thing. Yeah, this is a thing. This is a real thing. Yeah. And then Chinese folklore of... of Hopping zombie. Well, I said, I said what it's called. vampires yeah. hop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, and, a, there's, and a, are, there's a name. What was it? Kyonchi? Is that yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. They're basically, 
they're zombies because the people are dead. Yeah. Right. And, well, and they're that's, not, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. And, but they're not, they're not like if a vampire bites you, you, you know, but then again, they kind of do do that. Yeah, later kind on. of. They well, the, 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 the lore that they finally give is that these are people that died under extreme circumstances, and they or they, something unresolved, right? Something yeah. unresolved, and so the like, balance they, of good they, and evil yeah, is off in they, the land. Yeah. So they haven't gone to you know Buddha heaven good or dragon Buddha hell. Or Actually, well, we're stocked. So it's. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like they're you know they have like these unresolved issues things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's why he's back. Right, and yeah. they also go back apparently to where they're most familiar with in their human life, which is why mm-hmm. he's shown back up at the. Yeah, but they also yeah. attack indiscriminately because he yes. kind of kicks ass of all the guys that were in the shop. Oh yeah, he strangles one, and then they, while they're beating on him with sticks, and yeah. then yeah, he starts strangling on the other, and he knocks the other. He knocks that man tries to run away, and he trips him somehow. No, he spins he around like he's him. got his arms straight out, and he spins around and smacks him. And he pro- propels him yeah. through the yeah. window. Again, that man gets defenestrated head first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through the same window that's been repaired overnight. Yeah. yeah. And then his buddies and go out and run and be like, a glassmaker. pick him up and carry him off very awkwardly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they probably killed him. Well, like, like yeah, because we, don't see, we don't see Batman again. Like, one yeah. guy goes, grabs both legs and the other guy just has one arm. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. kind of like, eh, I can't be bothered to grab the other one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that guy's dead. But then Uncle Frank... Turns, turns around and, and, and turns on her. And yeah. it's just like, it's like yeah. And she's, she's, oh, screaming. no. Yeah. And that's when Michael comes in again. Yeah. He's like, like, what? what? You crazy well, well, kid. No, 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 he, he comes, comes in after right because, after the, oh, that's right, uh, Charlie the Brown shows up first. <laughs> the sun shows up. and <laughs> Pagoda head Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> because for those not familiar with Chinese zombie Pagoda. vampire lore, you have to put this... Post-it, post-it note. Yeah. Post-it note, this piece of paper on their face, mm-hmm. like on their forehead that and it's has got, some kind of yeah. writing on it. Yeah. It tells them to knock it off. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as you <laughs> do that, <laughs> Dick, as soon as you do that, it makes a boing yeah. sound. <laughs> yes, it does. Remember that. Yeah. And we stop. And the zombie vampire just stops. It just shuts mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Don't see. Yeah, they don't fall goes, over anything. They just stop, yeah. you know, mid-hop. Just yeah. Whatever they're doing, out. just stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now these versions of the, of the hopping vampires... Are actually like they have like kind of weird, crazy ears and really long yeah. fingernails. They don't mm-hmm. always have that. They have, like, yeah. It's not always a thing. They're like, just made a little more ears. monstrous. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, and, oh, and like big long teeth. Like they're not mm-hmm. always that. They're just usually kind of like ashy colored. They look like, know, like Bat Boy from you know, the Weekly World News. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yep, yeah. And in a lot of these movies, they're just kind of like corpse colored. You know, they just yeah. hop around mm-hmm. and they don't look weird or yeah. anything. Yeah, but no, these, these ones are definitely exaggerated. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So and and the sun has to explain he's like oh you know it's we'll go here we'll explain everything and he's and you know and she's like frank's here and oh my god and michael is just like what the fuck are you people talking about <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know keep in mind the body like the dead frank is right there standing there well, standing well, there his, his post-it note on his face he thinks that this guy dragged him from the funeral home and brought him into the shop yeah because yeah. something. Cause as they go into the the magic shop he's like you know look in, in this country we bury people in the six feet under the ground in yeah, a we box don't take them shopping <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's like this is the second store we've been in with a dead body what's wrong with you yeah Michael. and <laughs> yeah and they, and james hong basically gives him the lowdown is mm-hmm. like you know what you just explained earlier where it's yeah you know, people died under blah yeah. blah blah yeah here's your they hey, will hey, come americans back. here's your intro to right. hopping mm-hmm. zombie vampire yeah and guys. of course michael's like you guys are full of shit <laughs> and they've got five extra zombies in the back <laughs> who all have you know they're all standing behind like a curtain and they got the notes pinned on their forehead and mm-hmm. michael being an antagonist 
just walks up and be like, so you guys are telling me if I just yank this thing off, the thing's going to come to life and it's going to attack me and attack everybody. So, of course, he yanks it off one that's a little kid. Yeah. And, you know, of course, has his back to it and is waving the little note around and everyone's going, oh, my, look behind you. And and then it becomes Attack of Eddie Munster, you know, routine as he goes running around the shop. Yeah. Which then becomes like. This is when it's like becomes super slapsticky. Yeah. Because like at one point, like they're running around and like Uncle Frank is laid out on a table with the note on his head. And so there's one point where, like, they're spinning around, avoiding the little vampire kid, and he grabs the note off of Uncle Frank's head, puts it on the little kid's head, and then Uncle Frank immediately sits up. And, so James Hong runs yeah. and pins him back down, put the mm-hmm. thing back on. Yeah. So yeah. it's just it's just slapsticky goofy. They should have been... On. They were doing some sort of, like, your normal wacky music, but it should have been, like, a Chinese... It was, like, a, a Chinese, Chinese, Chinese Benny Hill music. Yeah, it should have been Chinese yakety sax, but they were doing Chinese some other zany yeah. music. It's recognizable, but I I couldn't I can't remember what it. Is well, there was a lot of ding 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 ding. ding and that, oh, that yeah, there. there was. That was in there a lot. So. Was it the no. turning Japanese? Yeah, that no. was. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But that. Uh, James, Hong, know, James Hong also goes on this. He just goes riffing on the, in this scene because like he does this whole thing about. Like going around the, the shop and he's like, what's this? Oh, this is chicken blood. It's what we write the notes with. What's this? this and she goes over and is like, what's this? And he goes, that's a lava lamp. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> Do you like, like it? it? And he's like, oh, that's yeah. You know, Pop, yeah Pops was a hippie back in the 60s. He's like, yeah, Bob Dylan. <laughs> he's like, starts singing the times they are. And then, yeah, then it starts doing like mouth harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> and just keeps he's, doing it. And uh, Michael is just looking and laughing. He's just like, <laughs> what is going on? Zombies. And he's a slightly guy. better singer than Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good yeah so cut to the bad guy's lair yeah which is much better lair than uh our last movie in rapping yes because they've got like a they got like a zebra print couch they yeah got a t- they have a tv that works yeah so bad guys just do watching they because we heard the tv but did we ever actually see it? he was watching it so yeah there was music going he was on. watching amc okay yeah but uh they you know that's a girl the dead. Uh, this, is, this is where we're introduced to like his girl sidekick person yeah. who comes in and is like that was a oh, weird got- grand entrance for no reason yeah like <laughs> yeah because she was she was watching the that that's how they knew to go to the magic shop because she was outside and, and, mm-hmm. and gather that information but she comes in and they're like hey dude and then she takes off her helmet and is like, oh it's a chick yeah and then that's like but her purpose is to inform the main bad guy that all right uh those other two dudes got wrecked yeah and one of them is an icu <laughs> and he's just like He's like, so wait, so of course the guy, the well, guy says, someone in a wheelchair this time. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes, a grandma. <laughs> so you're telling me they got attacked by Count Chinkula? Oh no. She says Count Chinkula. She does. Yeah. Okay. She said, uh, yeah. yeah. That's something, something, We're just something. like, oh my God. Count Chinkula. Yeah. Uh, really, bitch? Yeah. 80s. So, and, and then and his response to this is, well, instead of going to the place where they think the money is and getting the freaking money already. He goes, no, let's go to this place and check out all these bodies. Well, they think that Uncle Frank has the money on him. Really? Yeah. $150,000. On him. On him. Okay. He was going to be buried with it, apparently. Yes, because that's what they do. I don't know. Who does? Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) But they feel like because they smashed up the store twice that the money is not there. Mm -hmm. So Uncle Frank must have it on his person. Yeah. So. So a group of them goes and basically steals Uncle Frank's body. Yeah. Keeping the note on while moving him out of the place. Yeah. Luckily. Putting, putting him in an IROC or. Yeah. Firebird. <laughs> so there's three of them. Okay. Yeah. There's three of them. And the car they decided to take to transport a body 
Well, they stole that it, car. They said they stole the the egg roll mobile. That's I why that's the guy that was leading a, them. No, no, no because a car they, that car with a trunk. Yeah, well, yeah, that car has all the writing on it. Car I know, but maybe it was easy, easier the, to the steal. The one guy, the one Asian guy that was in the like all Mets outfit. Yeah, he seemed like he was like an informant or something. He didn't seem like he was part of the gang because he the whole time he was like, guys, I don't think I should be doing this. Or you oh, know. you think he was? Just, that I was think his he car. was the the egg roll delivery driver oh, okay. guy. And they just and they like yeah, but he also he also understood like he's like this is a Quan Chi yeah we do not mess with this. Yeah. And, and he doesn't explain to them that you have to keep the note on the forehead. Right. He's or, just like, right. don't mess with this. Yeah. He's like, this is bad juju or something. You know, yeah. he's like freaked out more by that. I think. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. He still gets in the car with him with the body. Yeah. In the back seat. Yeah. And as they pull <laughs> off, of course, slow pan down. There's the low pan. Yes. A low pan. <laughs> yes, low pan is there. There's the, uh, <laughs> there's the post-it note laying on the ground. Yeah. Cause it fell off. <laughs> so and to show that these guys are just complete assholes. They pull up to a couple hookers. Well, no, wait a minute. Before they pull up to hookers, they just drive around. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they Five drive minutes. around and drive around. It's Lots of yeah, establishing It's Ontario. It's yeah. easy to get lost there. Yeah. It's like, Th- this, is where the the, this is where the ties to rock and roll nightmares show up because they show this car drive around for a solid two, three minutes. Yeah. And we're talking just, just static static shots. Like, yeah. Static shots on the street corner as car goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. New static shot. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, like the last one when they pull up to hookers is like, you can hear the car for like a minute before it shows up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I, they're coming. Like, <laughs> I guys, hear them. Yeah. <laughs> were you just trying to hit like 90 minutes on the dot? And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's, there's There were several scenes there. that were clearly padded. It's like, we got to extend this thing out. That's why the credits were so long. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, but those guys, like Dude, they pull up to these two hookers and they're just like, hey, we got something stiff for you if you want to check it out. And they're like, yeah. we can handle anything you've got, big boy. No, and, they, and he goes, typical the guy's hooker. like, hey, go look in the trunk. <laughs> And they're like, okay, because <laughs> you know hookers do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's in the trunk. Yeah. Let's and go Uncle look at Frank, that. And Uncle Frank is has woken up by this point. He's like, ah. Yeah, because they and, the whores run off screaming. Yeah. And they get out of the car like, what? What's wrong with the horse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Uncle Frank somehow opens the trunk from inside and. Well, it probably had that latch. Yeah. While the, while Mets guy, <laughs> Mets he just pushes it open. Those things are those guys are yeah. strong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Strong like bull. And Mets guy is just freaked out. Like Mets guy understands what's happening. Doesn't run. No, no. He, he just, just says, oh, "Oh, I'm gonna stand right here and just point." Yeah. And, yeah. and this is this is the point where the other one of the other henchmen's who I think he was one of the guys that was from there earlier. One of the, other the henchmen's. henchmen's. Yeah, <laughs> the one of the henchmen's. henchmen's, you know. henchmen's. <laughs> but this is the guy. He goes like. I am totally freaked out now that I cannot put my yeah. He goes, I am beyond the capacity for rational. He steals that line. That line is from another movie. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's just weird because, like, instead of freaking out, he's just like, it's from it's from Ghostbusters. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Egon says it. Yeah. Sorry. That makes sense. Terrified. Yeah. It makes sense coming from somebody like Egon. (laughs) Yeah. This guy's just like out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, He's like a stoner dude. Yeah. So he just sort of stands there. He's like. And mm-hmm. so and yeah, Uncle and Frank so, kills Mets guy. Yeah, Mets guy dies. Yay. The other guy tries to stop it, and then and then bearded you know, guy gets in the car. Beyond rational like, thought, guy. He's like, just "Fuck this!" Hops in the car. I'm and, out. Gotta go. And the other guy, that moron, like tries to hop in the back and doesn't crawl through the car. He just so of course Uncle Frank grabs his legs, and the other and the guy in the front's just like. Sorry, dude. Yeah, guns it. Yeah. So this dude gets face planted out yes. the back of the I Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just. And then Uncle and then Frank Uncle Frank murders, Frank him. murders him. Yeah. Hooray. So, All right. And this cues Uncle Frank. 
hopping home (laughs) to which he stops at a traffic light and waits for the pedestrian signal that he can walk. Yeah, just hops in place like a jogger. And then then the light changes and he crosses the street. uh, As I said, this movie Didn't this happen in our last hopping zombie Hopping vampire zombie. Oh, that movie? Would, no, that was like no. Wasn't that like that was mostly ancient China? No? Yeah, that was yeah, Royal yeah. Terminator. No, but they did oh, go. That's, to, that's more. They did go to more modern times. But, but didn't, a lot, of, didn't, a lot of the wasn't there a hopping zombie that stopped at a crosswalk or something? I don't think so. I don't remember that. There was no jokes. <laughs> but I mean, this this movie was so jokey that I, I'm surprised they didn't like. Well, they probably didn't have the budget to do something like this. But I'm surprised there wasn't a don't walk and that it switches to hop. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. a, yeah. that just seems like the kind of thing they would. have I had. think that would have been too much of a nod. I don't know. The, the jokes in this movie just come out of nowhere. It's like you're not expecting jokes, and then all of a sudden, joke, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah. But then he comes back to the he comes back to the shop, which this time they haven't replaced with glass. They've just put cardboard in the front window. Yeah. Because that keeps things out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that they show him hopping through town without anybody noticing and without him freaking out on anybody else either. It's supposed to be New York. No, he attacks those kids. The kids oh, playing that's ninja. Right. There's kids playing ninja. Yeah. Because they're like, are you the old ninja? And he turns around and goes, ah! And, and the kids, <laughs> the kids, run, the kids away. run away in fast motion. And one of them uh, says, holy shit! Well, no, even better than that, like, before that, like, the guy, the one runs, they run underneath the, the playground set. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, so he goes running up, hits his head on the playground, then goes over backwards, and, of course, does the, whoop, you yeah. know, like, Nosferatu stand-up mm-hmm. thing. And that's <laughs> that's when the little kids take off, one of them yelling, holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Which we always love a good, sure, well-delivered holy shit. Yeah. yeah. But job, he comes kids. back, and they attacks Alice again at the shop because Alice just wants to run this damn trinket stand so bad. Yeah. Well, this is before in the morning she's seeing uh, Michael. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's seeing Michael off and she makes him take one of the notes in his suit coat. Right. That's right. And well, like she goes choice. to the shop and doesn't apparently have anyone on him, you know, have one on her. She's got these little she gave him bamboo. Yeah. Pipes. Well, they say, okay, so first of all, there, there's that night scene that the two of them spend together, Michael oh, yeah. and and somehow Michael, who obviously does something because he's always in a suit, he's like, I'm going to go tell my boss that I'm going to take a week off and mm-hmm. work in the shop with you, which really these people are total idiots at this point that they're abandoning all the things that pay bills to work in the trinket shop. Well, yeah. Vacation. He's, he well, you know, vacation. yeah, in his but, defense, he's trying to be like, all right, I'm just going to help her get over this grief. I'll score some points. I'll get laid a few times. <laughs> yeah, but I'll have a week. He's not work. helping her get over a grief because no. when they're eating dinner, he's just like. So you think your Uncle Frank's going to come back well, and try and kill us again? That's, that's, and then she gets all upset and leaves and he goes, what I say now? Well, like, Dude, what do you think you said? Well, that's the like woman his, his, is clearly grieving. That's his like douchey, like, this is how I help the woman get over her grief is by, uh, whatever, I just want to get laid. Yeah. yeah. But right at the beginning of that scene and somewhere before it, they established the whole carbon dioxide thing, which is that when you, they're, the hopping zombies are detecting your carbon dioxide that's how they're coming at you so they're like the, mosquitoes the bamboo shoots are to breathe into to direct your <laughs> your carbon dioxide somewhere else so that's yeah. why when it comes when uncle frank shows up at the shop again she holds her breath and uncle frank is like where'd she go and just starts stumbling around like an idiot mm-hmm. and <laughs> so who figured this out i obviously the magic guys told mm, them at some point James Hong. yeah so <laughs> michael comes in again he he's sliding into scenes like kramer he's just like hey and then yeah oh no <laughs> so he does he's have like, good timing for that yeah he's like what do i do and then he just picks up the bamboo thing and just starts breathing into it like an idiot just, well he starts doing like <laughs> yeah, just, through it. just all over the place the camera's like right in his face 
And so she has she had one of the stickers that she puts mm-hmm. on Uncle Frank's head and boing. And they're like, phew. And, and it then, falls off. It falls right off. And just, ah! <laughs> so and Michael, Michael remembers that he has one and yeah. makes the boing and sound then he, And then he takes a point to lift up the thing and look right in his face. Yeah. Which is camera point which is, of view. Which is a bad idea. Yeah. Just but th- throwing it out there. It, so If I had a hopping zombie that I had just pinned, I probably wouldn't mess with that thing. Yeah. But I'm not an antagonist, so, you know. Blah. Blah. <laughs> that's right you said it right. well said hey 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 what's going on poke yeah but at, at this point you know they're like well what are we you know we got to get him back there i guess and the punks have decided that because this hopping zombie keeps messing everything up <laughs> that they're going to go to the magic shop and just find out what the hell's going on yeah because all because our dudes are dead and you know he doesn't believe the one guy who drove away and he's mad at him that he left his buddy behind and mm-hmm. so they go to the they go to the the magic shop and there's a fight yeah and once again Hong beats the hell out of the yeah once again these guys guy. are just the worst like yeah, how they've like, taken like over chinatown is just there's no way they could have taken over chinatown no at all no but they the only way they get the drop on them is by pulling out guns it's like yeah. okay enough of this Which kung the fu chick shit. pulls out a gun yeah and she's like the only one yeah because yeah. well the other chick who works in the magic shop goes running out mm-hmm. like, Oh no, go well, yeah, once they're all tied up. Like yeah. they, they've gotten to the point where both dudes are tied up and yeah. James Hong's like, I will tell you nothing. Yeah. You know, he's, and he's, he's just joking he's with them. And like, yeah. well, he, well, he says something in Chinese and he's like, what does that mean? He's like, your mother walks Hollywood Boulevard at night. <laughs> <laughs> Someone yeah. gets backhanded for his trouble and mm-hmm. lets out a comic. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And the girl knows that she has a chance to run. Yeah. So she takes, so it. she takes it. And this is as Michael is running to them, <laughs> to you know to tell them that they've got uncle, uncle frank. frank and so they run by each other she's like he's like hey we got uncle frank she's like oh they're all being held captive yeah and they're like, like all right okay, let's, let's go, go take care this. of that so then they both go the opposite <laughs> direction and then come back yeah she's like michael this way yeah <laughs> he runs back the other way and then of course all the people have left and they've killed uncle frank or not uncle frank james hong yeah boo yeah no and the, but luckily the son is still alive barely barely yeah so they put them both on tables and, and they put a note on. Yeah, they put it's like on James, uh, Hong. James Hong looks, you know, like he might change. Let's put this thing on his forehead, mm-hmm. and then they massage the other dude's scalp until he wakes up. Yeah, <laughs> and then this is bad guy calls and he's like, "I'm at your shop." Yeah, <laughs> and then he sets up an exchange. He says, "I want all that money," and when and Michael, you can get your girl back and your uncle Frank back. Yeah, they 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 describe the whole exchange thing, and <laughs> Michael tells the son that, and the son's just like. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Just the line delivery on that is just fantastic. He goes, he goes that sucks. <laughs> like, it comes so out of the blue. But then he decides, like, he goes, earlier they had talked about the chime of death. Yeah. And it, it was basically like, you don't want to mess with that. Right. And he's like, remember what I said about the chime of death? And then cut to. Get my suit. A suiting up sequence. Yeah, yeah he suits up. And then they cut to the the gang hideout where they've got they've well, no, got wait. Alice tied up. In the suiting up montage, there's another dumbass joke where <laughs> the chick is trying to light something with a match, oh. and Michael's <laughs> hand just comes in with the lighter. <laughs> it's just this this movie it's just so thrusts dumb. jokes at you when you don't expect them. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the best way to do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, then they go back to the yeah the cut back to the gang the, lair and the lair. Yeah, and this is when Chan, the Mets fan. 
mm-hmm. has decided to show back up as a hopping zombie vampire mm-hmm. yes. thing. Yes, all right. And starts wrecking shit. Yay. Yeah, he runs around and runs around and, like, is knocking things over and then backs one guy up into the wall and then looks at the wall and sees a mirror. Mm-hmm. And there was something earlier about something about the size of a mirror or a certain strength of the of the mirrors Quanchi, of weakness, basically. you know seeing a mirror James and Hong said yeah yeah and so like he sees a mirror and starts backing away and the guy grabs the mirror off the wall and he's like haha guys get behind me mirror mm-hmm. and they keep backing him and backing him and backing him up to this mm-hmm. wall and all of a sudden he starts like melting well he starts bubbling he starts sparking. and sparking yeah. and all this kind of crazy stuff and gets gooey gets all gooey and then like his head splits open and yeah. like this super vampire emerges out of this little tiny guy with a lizard tongue yeah. yeah like this guy was like little tiny asian guy and like this now he's a super big badass well he looks like he looks sort of like you know spawn like uh, michael mm-hmm. J. white spawn come out mm-hmm. of this guy and i'm like dude yeah <laughs> like, it's just and yeah like now he's like this super vampire just kicking everybody's ass even yeah. harder mm-hmm. no need to hop or anything he's just he's slinking around the room and just yeah. beating the fuck well, out he, he never really hopped at all like he kind of just walked right through the door well he was just, yeah like, this guy didn't hop i guess okay Maybe he had bad knees. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. But, yeah, so he's like the super vampire, and they fight some more, and then all of a sudden he finds this... They find this other little... It's like a little compact mirror. Yeah. Guy runs in the other room and gets it, and then they shine it at him again, and this is like when all the special effects budget of the movie comes in, because <laughs> this guy starts... Yeah, he starts melting and just steaming and everything, and yeah, does like the Puddle Wicked Witch thing. And yeah. Yeah, it's this really weird off-the-wall scene. It was just like, they were like... It's like, we need some like, special effects. Yeah, it's like the studio said, hey, f- can you fit in some sort of scene where you, like, I don't know, do, like, the scanners thing or something? Yeah, just, you know, spice it up. Yeah. Like, Because, yeah, right. this whole scene just feels very shoehorned, but it's weird and it's crazy and... Yeah, because, like, the... They feel like the melty face, <laughs> you know, special effects thing. Then there yeah, because, I mean, before that, I mean, they're just hanging out and the black guy's cooking and he's got... <laughs> He's got a, a, a apron where he's written "Don't fuck with the chef" on it. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> there's a big rebel flag yeah, on the wall, is, which is yeah, the and they tell us to, and they tell them to stock up on uh, garlic and steaks. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, steaks." And he goes, <laughs> "Going to no, cook the steaks? Steaks, not steaks." <laughs> yeah, and like, then somebody goes, "Duh, yeah, <laughs> like steak through the heart." He's like, Ooh. "This yeah. is like the weirdest, most inept gang ever." Because like, yeah, there's like one of every nationality, but yet they have this giant rebel flag hanging on the back yeah it's it's just it's an odd it, i don't know mm-hmm. it's a gang of chaos well it's it, you know they don't know what's going on with american gangs in canada <sighs> I, I guess mm-hmm. yeah it's just their idea of what an right. american gang is. sure <laughs> but yeah but then but it, eventually like the the monster thing you know after it's melted it hasn't really hurt anybody no so no. It, it is like a complete filler scene yeah. because yeah nothing, it throws them around but it doesn't yeah no, nobody is dead nothing yeah. has changed and so then they go to the uh, the meeting place in an incredibly dark alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this is where, you know, it's this there's going to be a big fight here. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the big showdown scene, and you mm-hmm. can't see shit nope. in this scene. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I mean, I wonder if it's just to hide how many people were there. But the thing is, they show everyone at some point. So it's not like... You know they're cutting between shots to hide how many people are there. I mean, yeah, no, like, they show a whole bunch of dudes, decent in number frame of people at there. once. Yeah, sure. So it doesn't make any sense to film it as crappily as they film it, but <laughs> it's but they bad. both. But yeah, he, they, Michael's waiting in the middle of the of this alleyway. Now, there's one. I thought this was probably the best joke of the movie. <laughs> one of the best jokes of the movie yeah. is like he's standing all the way at the end of the, of the alleyway, and then of course they come up in like their cars and a couple of motorbikes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're they're you know a hundred yards away down this yeah. alley and he goes like you got the money and he's like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes 
I don't know why that one got me. <laughs> no, well, that was a really good because, joke. Because yeah, well, the thing is, we the sound mix on this movie is not good. No, like the, the, the music, music and the sound effects, are, yeah. the voices a lot, and so we just thought it was like a poorly dubbed line or whatever. Because yeah. the guy goes, "You got to run." He goes, but then when he just goes, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> Which, <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they... He's like, do you have the money? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me yeah. see the girl. He's like, oh, I see you've also seen Rio Lobo. And they're both like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> they have a moment between the two. Yeah, they're both he's like, like, I like you. You are all right. We're I'm having a little meta <laughs> moment of where we're we both, pointing out that the director is doing a yeah, montage. We both thing. like Howard Hawks yeah, movies. Homage yeah. Here. Okay, good. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, they bring out the girl. Yep. And... He's like, well, where's Uncle Frank? I need to see Uncle Frank. And he's like, you're making a lot of demands for a guy whose back's against the wall. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and again, he's so like, they bring right. out Uncle Frank and he's like, how do I know it's Uncle Frank? I can't see his face. I swear to God, this guy's as dumb as John Reese Davies. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, well, here, let me show you. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Frank immediately. Well, there. <laughs> so, yes, he unleashes no, no, no. Uncle Frank. Yes. He's like, Alice, run. And, and then the, uh, the sun does the chime or whatever it is. And suddenly like a army, a of- squadron of <laughs> yes. hopping zombies hops by a yep. platoon, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. sure. A battalion. A group, in. A group well, of zombies. Well, they, like about, There's a, about a half dozen of well, them hop by he, into the fog. Well, he squad. jingles his, zombie stick or whatever and yeah. first there's like an incoming i don't know what it is but it's just like there's a lame explosion in the alley where it's just like oh that's right <laughs> now it's being carpet bombed i don't know mm-hmm. and then and then that's when the zombies hop in and what happens after this i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's the most poorly lit zombie donnie, donnie brook you'll ever not see there's obviously <laughs> some stuff yeah. happening and there is a stunt a or two of it's in slow motion too, yeah where it just I don't know. Yeah, but there, but, but Michael a dude ends up on fighting, fire. <laughs> yeah, Michael ends up fighting the main bad guy. Alice ends up fighting the other chick. Yeah, uh, some dude gets his arm caught on fire in a trash. Yes, sure. Trash fire. Guy goes flying off a Why roof. Why not? So, yeah, yeah. But, some things happen, but it's very hard to tell. Yeah. And this is where it, the movie shows one of its other weak points: is very quick, not really well put together cuts. Yeah. It does that a lot yeah. in the beginning and a couple other establishing parts. Well, there's, be- there's one establishing part in the beginning where it's just like, oh, oh, it's the opening stop. scene where yeah. it's just like cut, 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 cut. It's like, yeah. okay, look, we're in New York. <laughs> there's people, lots of these people. Look at all these people. Ah. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. yeah, the melee does it too, mm-hmm. but because everyone's in shadow, you can't tell what's being cut to what. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of a jumble of motion and shadow where it's just like, I think, but they this do, will turn out okay. They do show it clearly where Michael punches the dude out mm-hmm. yeah because, because he, he, he rears he back, back <laughs> looks at his fist <laughs> looks at it and then hits the guy yeah and, and then like, does the yeah. ah my hand yeah. well, he looks at it again and he's like oh <laughs> yeah. like, I love a good wind up yeah. punch yeah and he tucks it in his armpit <laughs> right because then he lets Let's his girlfriend it. go who comes over to immediately grabs his hand he's like ah <laughs> and he asks her if she's okay without taking her gag off and then he's like oh right <laughs> and yeah. takes the gag off She's like, yay. And then they jingle their zombie stick again and they all go away. Well, they all just like kind of hop back into the yeah. magic shop. Yeah. They get back in the and Toyota they, van. And they, <laughs> yeah. And they put the, and they're like carefully putting the stickers on their forehead. Mm-hmm, and dude's mm-hmm. basically like, me and this chick are going to keep watch over these zombies. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we even really mentioned that they had an assistant, uh, an American assistant. We she, kind of mentioned sure her. She's, she's there. not important. Yeah. Yeah. 
but she's gonna she's now gonna like the sun because yeah. you have mm-hmm. to have that at the end of a movie <laughs> sure. yeah and michael says well you know my wife and i are gonna do whatever and she's like what it's like well i figure if we're gonna run a shop in chinatown yeah. we gotta get married Dur. you know Aww. it's just like oh but didn't, happy ending and during didn't this she claim like when they first met went to the china magic shop the the brunette white lady assistant oh she yeah she, she was, just, she was my fiance. like making moves she said my fiance yeah. i don't know yeah, that I details this movie maybe the, not. maybe the maybe the magic bell married them for <laughs> yeah it's quite possible Could be. hopping zombie but combat yeah, yeah. marriage ritual but they cut to james hong who's clearly been quanjied or however you say it <laughs> he's yeah. zombie vampire he's zombie vampired in the back and he's just kind of like winking at the sun and mm-hmm. laughing and then he's and then he does the oh you're not supposed to see that and <laughs> goes back to looking like he's asleep yes and cut to the Jitters theme song. Yeah, well, it cuts to Michael and what's her face walking outside right. down the street, and that's when the, the Jitters theme song, which recaps the movie. Yeah. And gloriously. Yes. It, it's so. They, it's they so needed to play it during the fight scene, is what they needed to uh-huh. do. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was one when they were sneaking into the magic shop, the bad guys, the, the guy in the Mets outfit actually said, Come on, get let's get out of here. This place is giving me the Jitters. And we were like, Oh, ah, name the movie. <laughs> but yeah, the, the theme song is great. Yeah, it I, is not wake me up before you go go. No, 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 no. no. but it's pretty. But, good. <laughs> I, it we, did remind I, me of it. I don't is, think we can give the movie a Star Grove, but that song. Yes. Oh, that star! That song's a definite Star Grove. It's like well, yeah. it's it's like a it's like a special Star Grove because it's just for that one song. Because the rest of the soundtrack's kind special of special achievement. That's all it's Star Groving. That's all it means. Goes one song, to. really? No, I'm yes. not. I, I refuse, one song we're in. No, no, no. I refuse to award <laughs> the whole movie because the rest of the soundtrack was awful, MIDI, overpowering, oh, terrible synth. Yeah, <laughs> it was a sin. I'm saying like this is like a, a Stargrove with an asterisk, you know, just for okay, that song. Fine. So like a Barry Bonds. An honorary Stargrove. Stargrove. Yes. All right. <laughs> that song is great, though. Fair enough. And, yeah. now, and now we rate it the rest of the way. Yeah. I'm going three jocks. I had a lot of fun with this. And the, and the humor caught me off guard for being as funny as it is and as out of the blue as it is. Because early on, they don't really tip their hand that they're that goofy. No. I mean, the bad guys just seem like they're poorly acted bad dudes. <laughs> but, you know, then you get to kind of the slapsticky stuff. And you're like, okay, I see what they're going for here. Mm-hmm. You know, and James Hong is just like, every scene with him is great. Yeah. Because he's just. He steals every scene he's in. Yeah, because yes. he just goes nuts. Ah. Yeah, they're like, he's like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I feel like doing. So deal <laughs> that, with it. That scene where he's like. He's chanting some sort of what you assume is a prayer over the candles, and he's like leaning down towards them, and then he leans back yes. up with a he leans back up with a lit cigarette. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Every moment he has is pretty great. I yep. have a like. I, I wonder if he didn't just like that's just what I'm going to do for this scene. Probably. <laughs> well, he probably this will be funny. As sad as it sounds, he's probably the guy with the most power on the set. Yeah, at that likely. Point. Yeah, they were just like let James Hong do whatever he wants. Yeah. Just keep. We got him rolling. here. Just yeah, let he's him go. Our draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, three jocks is is accurate. That yeah. is a, that is a fair rating for this movie. It it is piss poor in places. Just Jesus, it's bad. Yeah, and just, a lot of car establishing shots. Yeah, and, I mean know, it's padded. A, a lot of filler, but and dark and sound is terrible. Um, but man, just the but it's fun. Jokes keep just coming out of nowhere. Yep. And I like that. I like unexpected jokes. Yeah, I'm going to give it three jocks as well for for reasons. Um, <laughs> okay, so in a rare move, I have to be the lone dissenter. I'm going to say I, I have to give this two jocks. 
That's not a dissension. I um, I, re- I really liked it. James disorder. Hong is great. Um, I actually kind of like our antagonist in a weird sort of way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that ending, not being able to see anything, that's that should have been like. I mean, all you needed was a little bit of light because I think they actually had what was going on there. I think would have been great. Because look, I look what little bit you could see. There was like a lot of dudes and a lot of hopping, and it does feel like they shot a lot of footage and they couldn't use most of it. Yeah, like yeah. it was like, like it so was many like, of those because they were slow mo and it was weird. It was like, and then a lot of them weren't framed totally right. Right. Yeah. So it felt like shit. This is all we can use from this. Like yeah. like you very much got that feeling. Yeah, about it's just, that ending. It's just weird. I, I I just wish that I wish that the ending was a little more satisfying. But yeah, there's there's some definite ineptitude in lighting and other stuff and. That, that that music soundtrack, it was getting on my nerves. It was just like, guys, you don't have to have something playing over every second of a movie. It's so weird because I've seen the VHS of this before and the music was barely audible. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's it's okay if it's there, but it's just like every scene it was like, we're playing music now, something's happening. We're playing music now, something's <laughs> yeah. happening. It was wall-to-wall yeah. soundtrack. So I just, like I said, it's still fun though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time at the movies. Cheers. Okay. Well, shall we take a break? Yeah. Okay. All right. Welcome back. Hey, All right. it's the second half of the podcast. Yes, it is. Welcome to it. Let's do some more halving. Okay. That works. Let's do a second one of those. So, who saw the newest movie? Let's talk about that first. I did. All right. Winner, Wait, go. I saw Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh. oh. Why? Because an Oz fiance wanted to film. see it. Oh. All right. And I was like, it's Sam Raimi, so maybe? Yeah. And uh, that's a prime example of a movie that I would probably hate before we started doing the Banff cast. But I was actually able to appreciate quite a bit because it was bad. Not that it it makes a lot of wrong decisions, oh. and it, it's it's kind of it's in that kids' fantasy mold where it's like, here's this world to experience, and here's this journey that this character is going through it. And James Franco is very much an antagonist throughout that movie. Wait, James Franco was in that? He's Oz. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of casting issues. <laughs> a lot of casting issues All right, in this one that are iffy. Like, it feels like everyone they cast was too young and cast for their looks, and it doesn't quite work. Hmm. Though Rachel Weisz is really good. All right. And uh, did I see Zach Braff in there somewhere? He is in the initial part, which is among the cooler parts because it's framed in 4.3 and shot black and white and very much in like I get it 30s 40s style mm-hmm. and it's very cool because the 3d works really well like I can tell you this the intro section is going to be what people have a 3d TV will show people huh? like the intro credits mm. look really good in 3d and there's also some very cool stuff where they'll have like a flame will suddenly be the thing in color and it will come out of the frame of the 4-3 oh. and they just do little things like that until he lands in Oz where it becomes all colorful and goes out to two, three, five. And Zach Braff is actually the sidekick monkey that he gets. One of the flying monkeys <laughs> who owes him a life debt and has to follow him around. And he is probably the best part of the movie. Wow. 
And I hate Zach Braff. Is he Scrubs the monkey? Is that his name? <laughs> That'd be great. Get it? Yeah. He's I, in Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why you hate, I don't know why you hate Zach Pratt. That's the funny thing about he's it. He's just so, so punchable. Just look at his face. <laughs> you have not seen <laughs> anything just, he's done ever. Apparently, just look at his except face. except for Oz, and you don't like him. Just look That's at awesome. his face. And so he's the best thing in Oz, and you want to punch him. Well, he's playing a CGI monkey. <laughs> so I don't his voice is great. Him. His voice is but, awesome. No, but honestly, like his performance is really good. Okay, like okay. it is by far the funniest thing in the movie. But okay. it's. And there there are some slow weird points and once the wicked witch is shows up yeah like it doesn't do that character any favors because the wicked witch is so one note and so it it just doesn't work let's just put it that way like the makeup job isn't that good and it just doesn't work all that well i will say i loved how they resolve the conflict by the end of it mm mm-hmm. mhm like the set piece that they do is very much, I hate to put it this way, but you can tell it was directed by the same guy that directed the original Spider-Man oh. because it's presented in a very similar manner as some of the stuff that was in that first Spider-Man, but it, it's a lot of swinging through things. It's hard to explain. All right. Dance without number. giving too much away, but it just, I was really, <laughs> I was really satisfied with how that worked. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of tie a lot of things into, you know, the original, Wizard of Oz in that way, but it's weird because they have to skirt around some things because they don't exactly have, they have the license to certain things, but not others. Yeah. Because this was all like L Frank bombs stuff is public domain. So it's like, Oh, we can do whatever we want with it then. And so it kind of works in that way. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of fun that way. It's not the best movie you're going to see for sure. I mean, the wicked witch stuff, is not good and there's and James Franco is very tough to like and he's never quite believable in the character he's supposed to be mm-hmm. because he can't not be James Franco you know and it's he, he's supposed to be kind of like a smooth talker type mm-hmm. guy and he never comes off as that to me in that movie but well, it's got to be better than being a monkey scientist <laughs> that was a little hard to buy <laughs> yeah. yeah he's just it's 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 one of those things where people are like, oh, Johnny Depp should have played it, you know, and it's like, I don't want Johnny Depp in this type of movie. Stop it. Stop it with the Johnny Because Depp. this does fall into the whole, like, every freaking movie like this has that one scene when they first get there where it's just, let's just pan around the world and show butterflies fluttering around and just shit happening all over, like just sure. CG masturbation all over the screen. <laughs> yeah, rainbows mm. up and every, <laughs> you know, it's like Tim Burton films all do it. And this has that same sort of thing where it's just, when he first gets there, it's like, let's just show all this shit all around. And, you know, I, I hate that movies fall on that crutch yeah. all the time where it's just like the animators just beg the director to give us a scene where we can just go fucking buck wild. <laughs> yeah. And I, it drives me crazy, you know, so that, it's kind of a a downer note on it, but I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why people just despise it because there are plenty of people who just hate that movie. And I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was all that bad. It's a kid's fantasy movie. Yeah, but it sounds like it could really go either way. Well, I mean, it just sounds like yeah. people are probably judging it based on the With source the material. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. like, you know, like, come on, show it some respect, you know? Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, yeah. even like Return to Oz is is weird. Like that's the weird, actual more Elf yeah. Bomb mm-hmm. version. That of is it. weird. Yeah, but I don't know. Some people love that version. So yeah, but yeah. I mean it. It worked for me. And yeah, like like I said, the third act thing is pretty damn satisfying. And 
still shocked that Zach Braff is the best part of that movie, but you know, okay. Monkey. Still, it was. It's worth a rental, and if you got a 3D TV, it's worth renting in 3D. I later will on. probably wait to do that. Yeah. So see, Chuck, yeah, see a movie? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. Would you talk about it, please? Okay. Um, Thank you. When I was in Orlando for MegaCon, MegaCon, we noticed on the hotel pay per view system the movies that are still in theaters. And we thought it would be a nice, safe environment to see Django Unchained. <laughs> ah, in a hotel. Away room. from the kids, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, away from just trouble. Uh, <laughs> so that movie is good. That movie yeah. is really, really, right. really good. Like, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was pleasantly surprised by what was happening. Um, I was surprised at how much Jamie Foxx was not the lead character of that movie, how much Christoph Waltz was the main character of the movie and how he was up for supporting actor instead mm-hmm. of lead actor is a crime. I, I really think that is just a crime. I mean, I know he won the Oscar for that, but still put him up for lead and put Samuel Jackson for supporting because that dude was also really, really strong. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where I can rank it. I agree with a lot of the things that you said. It is a very good linear character story instead of jumping around all over the place. I do also want the movie of them murdering people in the winter. <laughs> I think that would be great. Um, the winter of their discontent. Yeah. I, they're just, I mean, obviously, there there are moments in that movie that are unpleasant as hell. Like, really off-putting, yeah. unpleasant. is just like, you know, this is going to be something that if I'm just... This movie's on cable, I'm like... I hope it's past that part. <laughs> I don't want to just put this movie on in the mm-hmm. background for entertainment because there's some parts to it that are just, yeah. And yeah. some of the music choices, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if I can get behind them. They threw me off when they kicked in and everyone I'm sure who's seen it will know exactly which ones mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Was just like, oh, really? We're doing that? All right. <laughs> so yeah. I usually admire his soundtrack choices, but this one was so all over the place in terms of genres, in terms of like taking music from the actual Django movies to, you know, some seventies tracks to then, you know, the, the recent stuff that it got into. Um, I don't know. It was just a little strange, but yeah, that one song is awesome. The too old to die young. Now, if you've heard that song on yeah. its own, that song mm-hmm. is yeah. amazing. It's like that, that. Never too young to die. It's called too old to die. young. Now. <laughs> so that, yeah. See that movie. That movie is Strong. Yeah, I wonder when it's out on Strong. DVD. Mid-April. Blu-ray. Mid-April. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Then, yes. I have to see this. I, I don't know how I've gone on this long without seeing it. One of or several of us will be getting the Blu-ray when yeah. it comes out. So yeah. just yeah. Well, stand I'll, by. I'm, I'm going to be getting a Blu-ray player anyway. No, that's because good. Of, because of news. Because of news? Yes. Newsies? Yeah. Is that on Blu-ray? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, the news that I Come in Peace is coming out on Blu-ray. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. You heard it here like sixth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're reporting on it after everyone else has. Right. right. After we've already reported on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Somebody actually, somebody had posted it on the Facebook page. And the problem is like Facebook. It sucks. Very things. Yeah. If it's not one of us, it goes in that post by others thing. But it's a Nikos Desad. Thank you, Nikos. Yeah, wrote it on our page. So. Cousin Nikos. Thank hey, you, thank cousin. you, cousin Nikos. <laughs> Want to go bowling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I saw a movie. Did you see a movie? Yeah. What did you see? This might be a polarizing decision of a movie for me to watch. Chuck's seen it, but I watched uh, Rock of Ages. 
Yeah. Rock of ages. <laughs> I don't know why that's polarizing because I remember them. Our, I mean them. They're going to be like uh, you. Yeah, you, but I, I just have no interest it. in you it. You didn't pay to see it, so yeah. I mean it's a free country, man. Our summer movie thing last year, we both talked about Rock of Ages. We were just like, "Fuck yeah, Rock of Ages!" So, yeah. oh, I don't know why that would be. A okay, I, I have heard widely varying opinions of it. Okay, you so can right now, <laughs> this I, I all right. First off, I like the movie. I didn't love the movie. This movie is so close to being like it, it could have been a classic musical, like mm-hmm. something that would last past current times, like, oh, kind of a throwaway musical type of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so close to that. The The problem is, is they, they, I feel like they kind of shoehorn in the young couple love thing because like, that's what the audience going to see it is going to want. Mm-hmm. And it's not that like either actor is overly bad in it. It's just like, it feels like a, a different movie when they're on screen. Like when they're doing their little love song things, it feels like, I'm not going to use the G word. I'm not going to say it feels like Glee. It doesn't. It, it it feels more like it feels more like high school musical. Like it, it like the tone shifts and it's like it's like it's like it's it feels sort of safe and Nickelodeon ish. And then like when Gross. the when the older actors are on, <laughs> it's like more like the movie I wanted to see. Yeah. Like when Alec Baldwin and Tom Cruise and all of them are on it, mm-hmm. it's like okay, this is the kind of funny look at at, at aging rock. Yeah, you know, like because this this whole thing is supposed to be kind of like the sort of the, the, the crest and fall of, you know, hair rock of the 80s kind of th- thing. Yeah. It's like that magic hour in Boogie Nights where everything good ended and all of a sudden right. the 80s invade. This is the 90s invading the 80s. Right. And so, like, it's so close to being, like, a really good movie. And it's just, like, I just feel like the, the tone shifts when it goes to the kind of, like, young kid love story thing. And that's that's, like, my only real problem with it. I mean, I thought a lot of the numbers were well done for that style of, you know, doing those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird to me. The other thing I found like kind of weirdly off putting was Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. Like she almost seemed like she was phoning in a lot of like, especially like her song part. <laughs> yep. And like she belted it out in Chicago. I mean, yeah. I'm like, this is only 10, like 10 years later. I don't understand like why she, it just felt like so forced and she acted like she didn't want to be there. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's weird. Yep. So, yeah, I agree it, with it's you. Just, it's just strange, but like Tom Cruise is just great in this movie. Yeah, I <laughs> I wish to God that guy wasn't so fucking crazy because in the movies he's so good. Yeah, like I loved that character that he did, mm-hmm. and yeah, I wish it was more of that and less you know High School Musical. Yeah, but I mean the the girl they they cast is quite pretty. Yeah, she's very pretty. She was also in Footloose, the new Footloose. Yeah. Which I never talked no, about. No, you never did. We tried to get you to talk about it forever <laughs> and ever. Okay. For like three months. Quick, quick version of I saw the, the new Footloose. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely <laughs> disappointed with that movie. Oh. Extremely disappointed with that movie. Oh. Um, Doesn't have the Kenny Loggins song in it? Sort of, yes. Dubstep remix. It has, well, it has like someone else doing it, but not like in a, in a weird version of it. It's just like, it's... Like a slow down love remix. <laughs> it's like it's like ever so slightly more country version, but not like a bad over overly country version. It's just sure. like I think it's a country rock act doing it, but they're really kind of staying true to the song. But that aside, the director, I, I was just expecting more out of him. I mean, this is the man who did um, two movies that I love that I never would have thought I would have loved. And I, I I loved Hustle and Flow. Never in a million years would have thought I would have loved that movie. Mm-hmm. I just do for some reason. Like that movie is like really, really rewatchable to me. Um, and, and Black Snake Moan is like oh, a strangely rewatchable movie. That is a solid movie. Yeah. And like, I mean, those two movies and like him coming into this and I'm like, oh, 
when I like when I heard okay he's doing a Footloose I don't think there needs to be a Footloose remake but at least he's going to do it maybe mm-hmm. and I don't know it just it felt like it it went a little too country for my taste and I, and also the the town that they live in does not exist anywhere like well because no town wanted to be known as the town that banned dancing no 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 I just mean like. It couldn't like, exist in this day and age. It, no, it's like every every race lives here, but it's super rednecky country place. Oh, sure. Yeah. And like I'm like, no. <laughs> Just no. Was Hootie there? Uh, Hootie? Yeah. Like, uh, the we only wanted to be with you. <laughs> yeah. Darius Rucker. No. Oh, okay. Well, you know. <laughs> I've brought no, him into this. He does country now. And oh, I, you know, okay. where, where, he does like holy, super Christian holy country, out there. <laughs> I will say, like, casting-wise, um, the girl uh, that they... I don't remember her character in the movie, but the Sarah Jessica Parker character from the original. Uh-huh. They cast, like... Uh, a horse? Huh? <laughs> a horse? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, they cast like I, I think she's like kind of mixed race girl, but she looks like Sarah Jessica Parker. It's bizarre, like yeah, like a young version of her. Oh, that's good. It's just funny. It's like how did you find like someone mean a horse? Someone to fit your like kind of you know, you know like we're, this is this weird desegregated town that happens to be super country still. Hmm. It, it's just it's weird. It has a weird vibe throughout the whole movie, and just totally unnecessary. Like they they just really. Well, I mean, almost the- beat by beat. Oh, and my, my last complaint about it is uh, Ren, <laughs> the, the, our hero, of you know, like when he would get angry in the original Footloose, he'd just go anger dance, you know, right? Sure, yeah. Well, like, yeah. He, he goes to like the warehouse and starts breaking shit. Oh, that's not right. And I, I was like, <laughs> like, why are you, why are you breaking shit? Just, Does he that's just not angry dance. Break things yeah. while dancing? Yeah, no, he's like throwing shit through windows and like knocking stuff over. I'm like, just anger dance, dude. Yeah. Like, you gotta get it out. Days. Yeah. Kids these days. So anyway, yeah, kids. That's, that's my quick take. Don't bother with the new Footloose. Watch the original kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah, kids. But like I said, the girl was in both. That's what made me think of it. I see. Juliana Hug. Yeah. She's Hulk. pretty. Hulk. Huh? She's Hulk. pretty and she can sing. Yeah. Oh, well, good for her. Well, I think the girl who interviews Tom Cruise, who was also in Stolen, was a lot prettier. Malin Ackerman? Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of pretty. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty. She gets naked a lot, too. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yep. Moving on. So, BJ. You. Would you watch? A movie. What is it? Describe it. Name it. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'll do that now. Let's start um, I this. watched 2010's Everything Must Go, starring Bill Farrell. Hey, we um, talked about that. Yeah, we have. I kept expecting it to... Like, it, it, It's a fine movie. I, I think it's actually pretty good. Like, I... It's not great, but it's... God, all of my reviews sound like this. They all sound the same. <laughs> I kind of liked it's it. It was movie. okay. There was some, you know, some stuff off. that happened. Didn't suck or nothing. <laughs> yeah, it didn't suck, so I guess it's okay. No, it's it's like a... I don't know. It's a six or seven out of ten kind of movie. Okay. Um, And I just looked at the IMDb rating, which is 6.5, so I guess I'm right on with the rest of America. <laughs> there you go. Um, Got your finger on the pulse. That's right. Uh... <laughs> I should start predicting Metacritic scores on things. Um, <laughs> but I kept expecting, like, there are funny parts of this movie. It is it is not really a comedy. Um, it kind of is because there are funny things that, that happen, but it doesn't seem like they're trying. It's, it's definitely not your typical Will Ferrell. Sure. It is more a drama than a comedy, and I kept kind of expecting the switch to flip and for it to turn into a full-out, comedy mm-hmm. and it kind of never happened and that was weird that was the only kind of or that was the off-putting thing about it was it just it felt on the cusp of 
losing control um, pretty much the entire the entire way through. But I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, Will Ferrell. I guess all the, all the comedians have to do their you know have to go through a serious role or at least try a serious role here and there. And I think this is it almost feels like this is as close as he can get because he still does some Will Ferrell things, you know, some kind of physical comedy stuff and and just acting somewhat goofy and I don't know that other bizarre. one he did was sort of more dramatic. Uh, Stranger than fiction? Yeah. I haven't seen that. So. And he movie. was really restrained that's, in that. That's a really good movie. Yeah, it is. Um yeah. it's probably better than everything must go. Okay. I would I I thought about this like after I talked about it. Mm-hmm. Everything must go is is Will Ferrell's Cedar Rapids. Like it's like Cedar it's, Rapids, Iowa? Well it's a the movie, movie Cedar Rapids. Yeah, at right. Helmstead. Well, that's why oh, it's called okay. that. They go to Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like it's kind of a comedy, but not yeah. exactly. It's got yeah. funny bits, yeah. but it's not. It's not, you know, wacky, <laughs> wacky hijinks. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. all in all, I, I, I kind of liked it. I I would like to, I guess I would like to see where Will Ferrell could go if he tried. So like, I guess Stranger Than Fiction. You should check. Perhaps it out. I should watch because, yeah. you know. Aside from being just a great goofy comic persona, uh, he seems like he can actually sort of act. So yeah, he's pretty decent. I mean, he's got training. <laughs> yeah. And stranger than fiction, he's he's pretty restrained in that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's my longer than it should have been and adjective laden review of everything must go. Six and a half from BJ. Yeah, and the six internet. to seven. Yeah, <laughs> I'll okay. do halves. Great. <laughs> the meta score is 65 out of 100. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. You're spot on. Yeah. The world agrees. I watched some television. Did you? Yeah. I did too. Talk I, about some. I watched that all sucks. but the last two episodes of both seasons of Game of Thrones. Like, marathoned it. Uh, wow. You in now? You oh, yeah, I'm in. like a week from now? I'm, I'm, I got, like I said, I got two more left, and then, you know, Sunday, winter's coming, so. Apparently, they're on Comcast On Demand. Are they? All yeah, of them? my fiance is watching all of them right now. Oh, sweet. And I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. Does she have HBO? No. No, they're like on regular on demand? Yeah. Just That's actually smart on HBO. First two seasons. Get people, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she said like the first two were not in HD, but everything after that was. Weird. Mm. Man, so, I could yeah. not imagine not yeah. watching that show in HD. It's she just so got very pretty. Yeah. She just got to the second to last episode of the first season. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, plowed through that. That's really great. Um, everything everyone says about that show fucking fantastic so good on you um, I finally after 10 years finished the West Wing yay good job yeah that was soul crushing um, and then so I'm like I need something I need a new thing because the West Wing was always my show where it's like I'll watch mm-hmm. a couple more of these and so finally 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 I started it's always sunny in Philadelphia yay oh nice yeah I am, now you'll get all the jokes. I am four episodes into the first season. It only took one episode to ease right into that show and be like, I'm in. I'm on board with this show. And it only gets better second season when Danny DeVito shows up. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there is something about how Charlie goes from zero to insane in two seconds that delights me to no end. Um, this is why we're happy whenever we see Charlie Days in anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, like Have you gotten Rim. to the one where they pretend to be crippled? No, no, <laughs> that was the one that was the one where I was like, okay, I love the show. No, like one, that episode was the one that sealed it for okay, me. Okay. No, the ones I've watched have all been equally horrible. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. It only gets more equally horrible. Yeah. But just in that way of just like, 
wow, they are really going for this and have yep. no shame whatsoever. The 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 whole abortion episode where <laughs> where the two, where they're going there to meet chicks and it's like, hey, what's it like on your side? I'm gonna go over there. And she's oh. all the time is just like, you are the worst person in the world. He's like, yeah, see you. So, have they have they started introducing any ancillary characters on that yet, or is it just the four of them, or the three of them? Um, four, yeah, four of them. I don't know if. Like any, anyone's parents or anything? I was just going to no. throw out a little bit of trivia. No. Yeah, Charlie's mom was Miss Vaughn on Pee-wee's Playhouse. Was Remember who Miss Vaughn is? Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the most beautiful lady. woman in all of cartoon. That's huh. Charlie's mom. Was her. Oh, yeah. She, okay, yes. She has been on one because they did the intervention. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's Charlie, that was Miss Vaughn. With just the horribly the drawn out thing with the doll. Just like show us where <laughs> the coach touched yeah. you. And it's just it's just this long ass <laughs> finger coming in. And the one creepy uncle was like, yeah, slowly. <laughs> <laughs> God, that show is so fucked Everything up. about that show is so wrong. And I'm just like, yes, this is what I want. This and it is good. gets worse and worse and worse. You uh, when, just, when you get like, to a certain point, try try the league, too. The league is slightly well, I've more. I've seen the first okay. couple seasons of the league. The league is also yeah. in that vein yeah. of just the, like the, guys just being terrible to each other. It's, and it's the league really, is harder to harder to swallow than, yes, than always sunny. When they're being bad to each other, I find my favorite episodes are the ones where it's like just something shitty is going on overall. And no one has any control over it. Yeah. yeah. Like when they bought the player piano one, that's like still one of the craziest I don't episodes think I've of the seen league that. Is ever. That like in the third season, it's it's. I think it might have been the last season. It's just nuts. It's just like wow, you're 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 doing this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what I like about well, both both always sunny and and the league, and you know, they always go to like the farthest lengths possible mm-hmm. to do the worst things. Like they try to, they go the long way. To find an easy way out. Yes. Like, it's like that whole, you know, going around your elbow to get to your asshole sort of phrase. But it's for terrible people. And in the league, they do it usually with with money and stupidity. And, yeah. Or because they have money and then they're stupid. Right. Um, but in Always Sunny, they do it because they have no money and they're stupid. And <laughs> well, also, they're all terrible. But Charlie setting up this whole scheme that he has cancer just so that hopefully his friend will go to the waitress in the coffee shop and put that together. Is, just in case. Yeah, yeah. it's just ridiculous to tell one guy, I've got cancer, and hope that sets into motion this whole thing. I don't know if it changes your perspective at all, but do you know that he and her are actually married in yeah. real life? Yeah. Yeah, it's just that's funny to me. Yeah, I spent some time on Wikipedia. Okay, no, I just think I just think, I think that's hilarious. That, like you know, they get to go to work all the time and just pretend that they have, or you know, she just gets to pretend that he absolutely yeah. hates him. Yeah, it's just great. It's probably very therapeutic. Exactly. <laughs> There's some very good the waitress things in that mo- yeah. in that in that show. Just yeah, <sighs> yeah she so shows up at the best times mm-hmm. later yeah. on too. Yeah, so far I've I've been very impressed. I've, each episode is just and everything builds. On stuff that happened before, and there, there are some ancillary character progressions that are worth every friggin' minute of watching through that show. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I've just, I marathon. I'm gonna just plow through that thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, that won't take long. So yeah, it, that's the best thing about comedies, and especially it's the like fact twenty that minute yeah. bursts. Yep, and it's on. I mean, it's on Netflix Instant, so you can just. Yeah. There's like you don't even have to press a button to watch the next episode. No, it does it for you. <laughs> yeah. You just lay there on your couch and drool <laughs> yes. on yourself and yes. laugh. Like, just play next episode, Netflix. Enhance my sloth. Yeah. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> <laughs> Enhance. 
Yeah. So, should we take some uh, voicemails and emails and all that stuff? We got plenty. First thing we got up is from Reese. Hello. Hello, Reese. He says, hello, Banffcast and greetings from Down Under. First, I would like to say I love your show and you're incredibly entertaining. I'm ready to recommend a film that will be up your alley. Hmm. 1995's Ninja Scroll. This is an animated film, but this is definitely not for kids. I don't want to ruin the film and all the ridiculous stuff in it, so hopefully my short description will win you over. A band of demon ninjas, each with their own special abilities, ranging from the more standard, like stone skin, or the more exotic, cunt cobra. Oh, what? Pardon me? This is capitalized, so I don't know what exactly that means. Cunt cobra. Vagina snake. Yes. (laughs) Huh. Plans to overthrow the shogunate. Uh... A government spy blackmails a wandering badass called Jubei to stop them after having already slain one of the eight ninjas. Action is well animated and varied using each of the eight ninjas' abilities differently, and the finale is rather spectacular. Easily one of the most brutal ways to deal with a villain I have ever seen. I fear I'm not really doing this film justice, but it's definitely worth checking out. Cheers. And he sent a copy of the trailer. Yes. I I have seen this film. If we do this film on a podcast called Bad Movie Fiends... Anime fans around the world will hunt us down and kill us. Yay, That's let's do it. Because this is one of the... I've heard of it, it's so... This is if one I've of the most acclaimed anime, okay. animes like, of all time. All right. Like, I mean, really? I mean no, it's, it's crazy. It's batshit crazy. But, yeah, I mean, man. it's like... It's just like, you should just watch it. Just because, because it's... Most people consider it good. Like, a mm-hmm. great example of anime. I'm saying, like... Why do they consider it a great example of anime? Is it, like, well drawn? It's well animated, or? and, you know, I mean, it's... Like I said, it's crazy, but, I mean, like, people love... Does it Ninja have Scroll. a good story... As good as anime generally gets. Yeah, <laughs> anime. Like, yeah. I mean, Uh-oh. you know, I'm sorry. It's just, you know. Yeah, usually they're like, a little, the usually no, anime gets into like, figure it out type yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, it's crazy like, things happen and with no explanation and. There's lots of cultural differences and yeah. things that don't translate yeah. exactly. I mean, like Princess Mononoke is beautiful, but there's a lot of things that don't necessarily, you know, we look at it and go, why is there a talking bear thing? You know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm saying. I understand. Doing Ninja Scroll would almost be like uh, saying, like, let's watch this Princess Mononoke thing. And people yeah. would be like, I'm going to murder you if I see you. Dirk, Dirk, but Jack no, it is a great movie. I will agree with you. It is great and it is crazy. And this is the Do you understand st- what the Cobra thing means? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it, like, in okay. the 90s. But I mean, like, that and Fist of the North Star are two that I remember, like, holy shit, if you want to watch crazy anime. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Well, not an episode, but watch that movie. Yes. yes. Hey, everybody. Sorry. Watch it. So next up, we got Jenny. Says, hey, guys. So Thanks. I just had to talk to you about Forbidden Zone. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys, but I really did enjoy parts of this movie. Mm. It's a fresh interpretation of the tired Alice in Wonderland. Tim Burton wishes he could be this daring. And I'm really shocked that it angered you guys so much. Also, I'll bet you anything that ever so precious Jackson Public and Doc Hammer love this movie and would slap you silly for speaking ill of it. Just saying. I'm catching up on these episodes, though, and loving it. Thanks a lot, Jenny. I'm not sure where she says that, but it might, maybe. Well, it's, I, I'm, the, I'm the, the, the thinking there's a lot people. of yeah references yeah. to it. Um, but I think it just caught us at they the don't, wrong time. Just, just for a, a side note, they don't necessarily always love things that they reference because I had a chance to meet them and I asked them about uh, a particular episode. They were they were talking about the band Yes and a lot of uh, progressive rock stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we were just making fun of that shit. Like, we don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to talk about it because like, uh, one of their songs is like very much like sounds like the plot summary of Venture Brothers. Yeah. I was like, is that like, is that actually? And they're like, no, it's just a Johnny Quest thing. We don't even like fucking band as well. Nice. <laughs> and crushed yeah. your heart that day. Well, I, I was just like, I don't care. I was like, oh, oh interesting. All right. Huh. But yeah, but 
you have to be in a very specific mood for Forbidden Zone, and we were not in that mood. And There's I think, something. I, I think all being to, yeah. yeah, I think all being together, like, I will admit we kind of probably fed off of each other's anger. Oh, of course. Because we were just, like, <laughs> I remember Give watching that. It was, anger. you know, you'd hear a sigh every once in a while, and, you know, it was just, ugh. It just it, it hit us so wrong, and and I don't know why, but that just felt like the longest three hours that was only about an hour and ten minutes of my yeah. life. And so. there are there are I don't remember any of them, but I'm sure there are, <laughs> there are parts that are like enjoyable. Hmm. Yeah. There's some goofy stuff with like Hervé Villachez being weird. Yeah. Sure, let's not relive it. Too it's too late yeah. in the night. It's just, it's a very specific tone, and if you're not in the mode for that, you're. You're done. Okay. And we were done. We probably, I mean, the way we hate on it so much, we probably prepared people. I mean, we did the opposite of like build up expectation. We lowered right. it so much that people are probably like, what are they talking about? Yeah. And like I've bad. said at certain points, I've listened to other podcasts that have talked about it and I somewhat have more of an appreciation for it, but that doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> sure. All right. All right. This next one's up uh, from Raphael. It says, glad you guys enjoyed Cyborg Cop 2. It says, <laughs> yeah. glad you. Th- <laughs> Hey guys, glad you thought the second was better than the first. Well, almost all of you. Seriously, what the fuck, Chuck? I sent you the recommendation right after watching it with the loose cannon line still fresh in my mind. I knew you'd have fun with this one and love the fact that it came in at five jocks for most of you because of that line. With that said, I really am disappointed in Chuck being that I discovered the podcast through his Water Cooler Films channel on YouTube. Maybe BJ can rough him up a little on the next podcast, you know, get him to be more of a team player. Chuck. Why BJ? Because he's awesome and Chuck isn't. P.S. I kid, Chuck. Hmm. But not about the awesome. You're not allowed guy. to watch I, my videos. I'm, I'm closer. <laughs> I can rough check. You are now blocked, Raphael. <laughs> you, Sorry, you can buddy. kick him. I can hit him. I've been kicking him in the nuts a whole podcast. Four jocks is not a bad rating. You internet hated it. Mm-hmm. I know. You totally. did. I know. It's not as good as Cyborg Cop. That's, uh, that's put that on my tombstone for all I care. It's not as good opinion. as Cyborg Cop. Yeah. Good. Uh, next one's real short from Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy says, just thought that I would suggest Million Dollar Mystery from 1987. Movie had a tie-in with glad trash bags, and you can tell because they're used every opportunity. <laughs> also, Meatballs 4 with Corey Feldman and Armed Response with David Carradine. Uh. <laughs> that sounds great. Million Dollar Mystery sounds like our type of... like Million Dollar Mystery is a movie... It's it's essentially a remake of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, where they actually buried a million dollars somewhere, and it was like a contest movie. You had to like solve the clues in the movie and then oh go find God. the money. No one found it, uh, because no one saw the the stupid movie. Was there still a million dollars out there somewhere? No, I think they did. They did that promotion. So this is like the Manos Hands of Fate of Mad, 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 Mad Worlds? It's not that bad. Well, no, no, and, I just mean like, because that was fer- you know, fertilizer-sponsored, like, too oh, much yeah, stuff yeah, about yeah. fertilizer. Yeah, and, like, no. This is glad bags. I mean, it has glad bags and Tom Bosley in it. So, I mean, it's just sure. like there was a package mm-hmm. deal. I mean, like Kevin Pollack is in it. A bunch of people are in it. It's got a cast. I mean, it's something, but it's terrible. Okay. Oh, well. All right. Last uh, email before we get to the voicemails. This mm-hmm. one's from Pierre, who says, hey, guys, I'm a longtime listener, watcher, and love the podcast. I have a few suggestions for you guys. One, Decoy was billed as a 90s B-movie, but it isn't even close. Imagine the worst action movie you have ever seen, and this isn't even close to awfulness, but a great laugh. Starring some big talent, well, from the 90s anyway, including Robert Patrick and Peter Weller as two mercenaries who are washed up and are drawn into a rescue mission where nothing is quite as it seems, and they get shockingly (laughs) double-crossed. I wish there was more to this plot, but there really isn't. A highlight in this film, if you can find it anywhere, is Robert Patrick standing on the hood of a speeding school bus in the middle of the forest, dancing slash shooting at bad guys. That already sounds better than the worst action movie i've ever seen which was my dinner with andre that's a pretty bad action movie yeah i agree 
Uh, two, Blackjack, 1988, mm-hmm. a movie starring Bamcast alum Dolph Lundgren is a former federal agent who is pushed back into the game after his mentor, Fred Williamson. Yes, that Fred Williamson is shot, <laughs> all while looking after another <laughs> dead friend's kid. The plot is iffy, but it's a great popcorn movie. It's not actually that bad of a movie, but fun fact, it was actually shot as a TV pilot up here in Canada, where Dolph would have been the star of his own show. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, why did that not happen? Great scene in this movie where Dolph's character has a fear of the color white and freaks the fuck out in a milk factory. <laughs> <laughs> Or what? What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow, it's a John Woo directed movie and is great wow. as a TV movie, but it couldn't figure out what it was trying to be. Highly recommend it. You guys will love it. John Woo did a lot of TV you, shit. Yeah, you got to be aware of that because, like, the, once a thief, the yeah. pilot he did that yeah. is fucking terrible. Yeah, and and like the original Once a Thief is pretty bad. Like tone wise, there's a lot of wildly fluctuating stuff in that but like that tv pilot is fucking terrible oh man so that but that blackjack already sounds better uh, yes that already I'm sorry that's just afraid <laughs> of the color white all right <laughs> goes into a milk factory <laughs> jesus that's great fantastic so great I, right. I wonder if that would have happened every episode like oh, could, some, oh. now it's snowing <laughs> ah! <laughs> he looks in the mirror oh god <laughs> i'm white no uh, three Deadly Heroes, Michael Paré and John Michael Vincent in a Menachem Golem movie that steals from Menachem Golem a lot. Whoa! It's a it's a recycled <laughs> army guy's wife gets taken hostage story, but a key plot point is the terrorists using plastic guns. Not realistic, but those alienish looking space guns, like the kind that you could buy in a dollar store that shoot armor piercing bullets that are undetectable. The terrorists that really have no goal or cause except see how much they can piss off the hero. Those are my kind of terrorists. So. Yep. Yeah. Put all those on the list. Thanks, Pierre. I, I want to see that blackjack, but sure. Is it sad that it had me until the John Woo part? It's not really a negative. I mean, uh, why? What? What? I miss. Just, like, I was just lost in the milk factory thing. I'm sorry, <laughs> John Woo. <laughs> I went to a it. happy place there. Yeah, yeah oh, just yeah. seeing Dolph Lugger like milk just falling on him. And he's just like, ah, <laughs> like oh, so madness. The best episode be of Mori ever. Milk factory was a bad choice. <laughs> so yeah. you're afraid of milk. Here's a cow. <laughs> and a factory full of milk. Yeah. Yeah. So voicemails. Right. Let's move on to some mails of voice. You guys, I did not know you were actually doing a series of animation movies. You should do Siegfried and Roy, Masters of the Impossible, the full-length uh, pilot to the never-created TV cartoon. It is such an amazing movie. It has the most obnoxious sidekick of all time. He's one of those imps that has, like, a New York accent or something. I don't think he has a New York accent, but he's just so snarky and annoying. Siegfried and Roy, Masters of the Impossible. Out. That sounded like Mike from yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was Mike, Mike from Pittsburgh. Sure. Siegfried and Roy, the movie. <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Or something. Uh, the power of tigers. Watch the secret of the sword, the He-Man Shiro movie. That's so good too. Oh God, Sig. I don't know. I don't even know what God, to say about that. We have so that. many animated movies building up that people have suggested. It's going to be Animayhem. Ah, uh-huh. God damn it! I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, jokes. <laughs> yeah, that we'll was. Put, we'll put it on the list of contenders. How about that? All right. Next up. Hey guys, this is Seth from North Carolina. Um, I hadn't been listening to the podcast for too terribly long, about five months, but I have to say, you have certainly graced my ear holes with your awesome holy presence. Um, I had a question up to you guys. I don't know what you think of film franchises that start off on a serious note, and then as they progress, they get a little bit more campy 
and kind of a little bit more self-aware. When I'm talking of this, I'm speaking, of course, of The Mighty Death Wish. I am a fan of the first film of the franchise. I know it's a little bit too rapey for you guys, but, I mean, come on. The third film is amazing. Yes, I'm pretty sure they stole the ending from Invasion USA with the whole rocket launcher to the guy blowing out the back of the wall, whatever. But, um, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. All right. See y'all later. That's the North Carolina out. <laughs> yeah. 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 There, there, it's so friendly. There are no short goodbyes no, in North no. Carolina. No. All right, Great y'all. Place. But man, yeah, Death Wish goes so far off the rails as that series goes. It's great. Yeah, I did I did a Death Wish marathon once, and uh, the first movie is really great. Like, it is a seriously- It's a real film. Yes, yeah. it is a real film. Yeah. Good movie. We should never touch that. Right. Two- we don't ever want to touch that, even though the last third of that movie is great. The first third is nothing but rape. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, good. It's yeah. like so goddamn uncomfortable for so long. And it just keeps going, keeps going. It's just like, okay, Charlie Bronson is going to be pissed off enough as it is. You can stop this now, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Three is goddamn glorious. Like he said, we should just Does, watch doesn't that one have the highest body count. I, it has oh. to. It has to. Because he kills everyone. Yes. Three is so goddamn glorious and is just totally removed from the first two. We could just start there Mm -hmm. and we don't even need to go to four and five. We just three just Death Wish three is totally our kind of thing. Okay. They get. Well, I mean, uh, Rambo First Blood is a real movie and they get Mm -hmm. crazier and crazier. Obviously, I mean, they they rein it back in and kind of make a real movie out of Rambo, you know, Grandpo. Yes. But I mean, Mm -hmm. it's still insane. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it's it's kind of bookended around a real movie, if you will. Yeah. It's not him fighting yeah. a literal war by himself. Well, you know, yeah. Like yes, three is. Yes. But yeah, I mean, know. there's lots of movies that yeah. do this. Well, and yeah, like Nightmare on Elm Street is probably the, the classic one for me is that the first one, Freddy's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. And by, you know, the third one, he's a hucky jokester, you know. Uh, by the fourth one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Third one, he's still. Third one is th- third one's the best of the series. And it's it's. But he's still making wisecracks. He's killing is, people. Is the third one the Rennie Harlan one, or is that four? No, four, four is, is the Rennie Harlan one. one. The third one is... The third one is the Dream Master's old one, right? Yeah. yeah. But, like, the kid in yeah. the wheelchair, like, I am the yes. Dungeon Master, or whatever. Three is when they started, like, okay, this kid's into Dungeons & Dragons, and this yeah. kid, every every kid has a theme. That's when it yeah. starts in three. But three is still solid. I mean, that's... Larry Fishburne's in that fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy no, no, I like Larry. three. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, as that series goes on, it's, I'm going to relate everybody to Pee Wee's Playhouse. For, yeah. Fine. Right, just so you know, works for me. Yeah. But you know, as that series goes on, you've got by Freddie's dead, he's playing a video game with uh Brecken Meyer. And he's a like, good graphics. Yeah. You know, it's, Oh, that, yes. It, you know, like it just devolved to such shit that, yeah. Yeah. It goes, it goes way off the rails. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, so what do we think overall? Eh, I mean, sometimes you can get fun things out of it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah obviously Fast and Furious series. Well, like the, it yeah, was like the, fairly serious, but it was it like, was stupid. But it was like trying to be serious in the first one, and then the second yeah. one was just like, all right, balls out. Action well, that's movie. what's weird is the tone switches so what? Like four is way too serious. I oh mean, yeah, even though they have fucking drug tunnels where guys yeah. Are, like it's yeah four like was like all right, rein it back in, be serious, you know, because like three is just goofy, drifty. You know, like not like doesn't feel like there's a lot of consequences in three. It's just like it's a race and drifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, four was like yeah. it's serious now. Yeah, and two was like the goofiest out of all of them, yeah. which I love. A lot of people hate, but you know, those people are wrong. <laughs> sure. Yes, yes, they are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's mixed bag. Sometimes it goes downhill into into the wrong way. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'd probably rather watch Death Watch Death Wish three than Death Wish one. Even. Yeah. I would I would say I mean Death Wish 
the first is something everyone should see. I mean, that's sort of a mm-hmm. genre defining movie. Yeah. Um, and then just if you want to have a good time, watch yeah. three. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, three has Counselor Troy in it. Oh, all right. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> next up. Hey guys, this is a new listener. Started directly downloading your episodes from your website to my smartphone. I have to say. Fucking robot jocks. I just watched that movie and it is fucking awesome. I am a little drunk, but I love your show. And I have to say that robot jocks is awesome. And I didn't understand for a long time what it meant. And then I found that episode. I was like, oh, I have to find that movie. Love your show. Keep what you're doing. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yes. yes. How do people even drunk dial us? Like, <laughs> man, I am. I guess when you say it, it's ingrained in their heads. I guess like, you hear like, enough. God, nine one zero five Dax BMF nine one zero five five six nine two six three. Yeah. Yeah. He sends another one right after that. Yeah. Oh, like nice. five minutes later. I just don't. But it's. I think people need liquid courage to. Uh, yeah. Share. Well, I, I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> is the message man, still? I'm ripped. Let me call that podcast. <laughs> is the message still real short and then it starts going or did you change it recently? What? The, the like like message the message that hear. they get when they call the number. Or oh, it... no, I, I added a little bit more. Time okay. Because it used to be like, thanks yeah, for calling one, the Bamcast. Uh, one message you're in. Go. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> it was like I, I, I think short. I changed it because so, we use it for no quarters now as well. So. Right. Yeah. Welcome to the BMF Industries <laughs> podcast <laughs> voicemail line. Yeah. Home of the Garfield phone. Home of the Garfield phone. Yep. Hey guys, this is the guy that just called and yelled, fucking robot jocks. But I finally remember what I was going to ask. I couldn't remember. But I listen to a lot of bad movie podcasts, and a lot of them have a favorite bad movie actor, or as from the an awesome podcast, do yeah, it's that bad, they call it it. Their patron saint. Their patron saint is Dennis Quaid. There's another one I listen to called How Did This Get Made?, Pretty much their favorite bad act they talk about is uh, uh, Nicolas Cage. What I've heard you guys talk about the most is your favorite bad actor is Coolio. If your favorite bad actor or your patron saint, if I'm going to steal it from another podcast, but I can't think of a better phrase for it, but who is your favorite bad actor? Nicolas Cage, Coolio... Or Dennis Quaid, or is there someone that I can't even name? There's a uh, Leela Sobaneski who's been in a ton of horrible movies. She is very, very bad. Ultraviolet, Wicker Man, all kinds of crazy crap. But uh, just wondering what y'all's favorite bad um, actor or actress is. All right. Once again, I'm saying again, love your podcast. Sorry, I'm calling twice in one night. I'm a little drunk and a little inebriated on marijuana. All right, thanks. Bye. Love you guys. Did he say inebriated on marijuana? <laughs> marijuana, yes, he did. <laughs> this is my new favorite guy. No, shut it down. I love it when drunk people guys. use the word inebriated. Yes. It's, like, inebriated. it's the worst word to use when you're inebriated. <laughs> and, yet, <laughs> just, and yet they always say it right. Yeah, I know. But not Coolio. No, 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 I'm a little bit inebriated. Okay, the Coolio principle, let's clear this up. It doesn't matter what Coolio is in, that movie is automatically bad. So far, 
on, on, it, it has not, not been proven wrong. Yeah. It's, it's not, not been the, disproven. Yeah. That's the Coolio principle. Not saying that we like him or no. no. He's not. He, he doesn't even come close. We enjoy Dracula three thousand for weird reasons, even though it abruptly ends. But yeah, you know, like. But yeah. my my votes, Dolph. Dolph balls. The close seconds, Busey. I was gonna say it's. Gotta, and, I think it's got to be Busey. Man, it Dolph's too good. Yeah, we need to watch more Ray Liotta movies though. Yeah, I think Ray really Liotta good. would move way up the list if we if we had seen more than two movies with Ray Liotta. Yeah, I, I'd personally put in a vote for seeing more Christophe Lambert because, oh, like, yeah. I mean, when he goes like when he goes full on, it's just like God, he's so good. Yeah, yep. But we, I, yeah, Mario Van Peebles. No, he's, I, he's too. Tea, I would take Ice T over yeah. Mario Van. Yeah, Mario, Mario Van Peebles is just like just kind of nine times out of ten shows up and goes like. Hey, I'm pretty. <laughs> I mean, just to steal one from Chuck, and, and then, then, and then yes. Chuck goes, "Oh, he's so pretty." <laughs> he's yeah. so I'm pretty. just saying, like that's kind Ooh. of his thing. He's like, he's not like the wacky guy. He's just like, hey, yeah, I, I look good in front of a camera, right. so film me, and I'll do some yeah. a little bit of action, but I won't, yeah, go too yeah. far out of my way. But right now, it's, I, I would think Busey's in the lead for us. You yeah, know, my vote still goes to Dolph. I don't know. That that guy from Max Magician is pretty good. <laughs> Which guy? Dagda. Dagda. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's read it in. We got one more. All let's right. see if we can get through it. All right. Yeah. Powering through. Hey, Bamcast. Uh, hopefully, leaving you guys a voicemail right now. I've been driving down a very long stretch of freeway uh, from Northern California to Southern California, and your podcasts have. Um, made my time a little more pleasant. <laughs> so thank you guys for doing what you do. I uh, just wanted to come by real quick because a movie popped in my head. It's one I actually purchased recently I'd never seen before, um, and that is Kicks. Uh, I can't remember exactly which year it came out, uh, but it was early 90s, I believe. Um, it started the young Seth Green, um, and uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who played Carlton from the show Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and he plays a, um, how do I say it, a uh, sort of wannabe gangster. Um, and, you know, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure that alone probably makes you interested. And uh, my favorite line from the movie is actually Carlton's character who says, they call me Panic because I never do. Uh, the director uh, also directed Hellraiser 2, I believe, Hellbound, Hellraiser. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't seen Ticks, I definitely recommend it. If you have, maybe talk about it a little bit. And uh, it would be a cool one to see um, you guys do on the podcast uh, if you haven't seen this already. Well, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, and, yeah, I'll be sure to leave future voicemails. So uh, keep doing what you guys do. Love the podcast. And uh, see you later. Ticks. Kicks? Also from the director of Fist of the North Star, the live action one. What's it called? Kicks? Ticks. Ticks. That was yeah. like a soccer movie. But yeah, yeah, no, Ticks is what he was saying. Peter yeah. Scolari's in it. Sweet. Yeah, I've never heard of Ticks, but it's you had Tony Randall's seat. You had me at that Rins? guy what? who played Carlton, a.k.a. Yeah. Alfonso Rivera. And you got Ron, both Ron Howard's brother and father. Mm-hmm. I was going <laughs> to say Clint and Rance Howard. Yeah. Rance. Rance. An interesting Rance. name. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Rance. Rance Howard. That's he does how look imagine. like a Howard. Look at Rance. Yeah. Rance. Look at his picture. Does he have a big old forehead? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Not a yeah. five head? Yeah. Rance. Rance. Going on a six head? <laughs> yeah, we were kind of surprised that you actually didn't stop by, even though you said you were stopping by. <laughs> Stop by. Um, there was a phantom knock. There was yeah. a phantom knock, yeah. so there may be a fan starving so, in the cold outside. Uh, maybe after left having ticks on our drive. <laughs> It's he's a, left t- tick marks on the door mm-hmm. for how many minutes he's been waiting for us. It's a fanilla ice. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. 
Yeah. That. Yeah. I get that joke. Yeah. Or maybe like Paranormal Activity, he's a phantom. Oh. Oh, oh I get it. Hey. Zing. Oh. <laughs> Jokes. So clever. Hello. Let's do some contact information and get, get <laughs> yeah. the hell All right. Here. Yeah, we're tired. The longest second half we've ever had. Tix is on Blu-ray. All right. <laughs> good. That's good. Send us emails to bmf at bmfcast.com. Check us out on the web at www.bmfcast.com. Find us on the social media things at youtube.com, facebook.com, and twitter.com slash bmfcast. Check us out on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Stitcher. It's an app for all of your relevant mobile devices, and it's a streamy thingy. It's pretty decent. Thumbs up for us on Stitcher, and your life will be better. And finally, give us a call. Give us a ring on the one, the only, the Garfield phone, 9105-JAX-BMF or 910-556-9263, and all your fantasies will come true, guaranteed. Guaranteed not applicable in any part of the world. Good job. Sounds That's good. That's it. Okay. Getting right. out of here. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm on the beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast out. <laughs>